friends, welcome back to Galsplained. The podcast where two best gals explain anything and everything to each other. Better than any man ever has. This week we're diving into honey. Honey, what's up with that queen bee? How do you take your tea and why does honey come in a bear-shaped bottle? Yeah, you could Google it, but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend? I'm Michelle. And I'm Claire. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) We missed you folks. (laughs) Yeah, for those of you who maybe didn't notice, but I know so many of you probably noticed, we took last week off to change up the format a little bit, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, we are. We uh, have been listening to your feedback, and we really want to give you the best possible product. And if that means evolving as much as possible, we are determined to do that. So we're just, you know, learning a lot about ourselves and this podcast. And we're really excited to change it up a little bit. But what does that format mean for you? Yeah, it it basically means instead of having two topics a week, instead of having Michelle present on one and me present on another, we are going to do a group project every week and collaborate and turn it into more of a conversation where we deep dive into one topic and every facet of it. I think we learned a lot about ourselves and the way that we think and the way that we like to research and learn that we actually balance each other out really nicely. And so I think when we come together, it makes one beautiful project. Well, uh, this brings us into our first part of our podcast today, where we react to everything that y'all said you wanted to learn in the next year. Now we know it's like halfway between January at this point. So you're a little bit more ruminating on your New Year's resolutions right now, just like Claire and I are. Yeah, on our social media, which you're not, if you're not already on our social media, um, follow us at Galsplain Pod because we take a lot of polls and we like your feedback. It was really interesting. We asked what everyone wanted to learn in the new year. And my favorite answer was the psychology behind farm video games. Like, why are we so addicted to them? Thank you for that answer. <laughs> yes. I think that is a great thing to think about because there are many different form video games and I love the escapism in them. I, for one, am a huge Animal Crossing fan, so all for it. That's true. I was really, really into not Farmville, but Heyday, the app on my phone. The knockoff uh, Farmville. <laughs> uh, the better Farmville. Oh, okay. Mm. I had my friends in Russia helping me out on the app. I didn't actually know them. This was a long time ago. Don't judge me. (laughs) Oh, also Stardew Valley. Yep. That one's making a comeback too. But I also really liked someone said roller skating, which I wondered, did they want to learn to roller skate? Because that's pretty cool. I feel like, do people roller skate in the wintertime? I feel like that's a summertime thing. Feel like it could be an anytime thing as long as you don't have snow or ice because then it would turn into ice skating unwanted yeah <laughs> somebody also said that they wanted to learn more about the royal family drama because they just watched the crown and i so get that whenever i watch a tv show i'm like let me deep dive into everything about the show watch the queen's gambit I had to learn about chess, right? I'm watching Survivor. Uh, I'm learning deeply about the wilderness right now. I just asked uh, for a flint for my birthday. A flint? Mm Mm-hmm. Like the stone? The tool? Yeah, to start fire. Fire's life in Survivor, Michelle. (laughs) 
Um, We're going to start a fire in Charlotte, if, North Carolina. If I need to be on Survivor, I need to know how to use Flint. Oh, no. At least that's promotion for us. You being on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I thought it was interesting how you all had different types of answers to this. Like some people were all about the subjects that they wanted to learn in the next year. But other people like were very much more about like self care and growth, like more internal things. So there's a big vary to what you all want to learn this next year. I wish you all the best in learning them. And maybe we can help you out with some of them. Yeah. Do you remember what you said you wanted to learn, Michelle? Oh, tarot, which I have been learning, but that's for a later episode. Yes. I said I wanted to learn a little bit more about interior design, and I have been doing that, which is fun. But I also said I wanted to, I don't know if this made it into the episode or not, but if it didn't, here's a sneak peek of sometimes we cut things. I wanted to find my path a little bit more, and I was listening to something the other day and it just like struck me you're already on the path that you need to be on there's no finding your path like your path will just turn into wherever you need it to go I'm not like off course I'm already on the path to taking the next step in my career in whatever that is so that made me feel a lot better I'm not lost I'm just I'm headed in the right direction Yeah, I mean, for anyone who's watched Soul, have you seen Soul? Yes. It's a lot like that, where it's like, you're not, if you always are like reaching to get to that place, like you're not truly, well, sorry for anyone who hasn't seen Soul. (laughs) This isn't a spoiler. But the general message is like, if you are constantly, constantly trying to reach the end goal, like the end goal is not the path where you are and what you're experiencing in life and what you're enjoying in life. Like that's, that's it. Um, your goals are just, you know, they're not concrete. And even if you get them, there's always going to be another goal. You're always going to be on the path. Yeah, that really hit me like last week when I was thinking about New Year's resolutions and everything like that. And I think this episode will be coming out at a good time for people. They'll be like two weeks into the new year, the motivation to make things happen and learn new things might have fallen off the wagon a little bit. So if you sent something into us and you're still listening here, pick it back up. You got it. You can learn roller skating. You can learn whatever you want to learn. Um, and if you just learn a little bit more about yourself this year, that's also awesome. Yeah. I mean, this you can always struggle. You can always succeed as long as you're trying something new or trying at all. That's all that matters. That's that Words was, of Wisdom with Michelle and Claire. That was so sweet, Michelle. Do, do you know what else is sweet? Oh, God. <laughs> I hate that myself. That was terrible. I hate myself. Um, I think honey is pretty sweet. And so are you, Claire. You're sweet as honey. That's Aww, a very Southern thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Claire picked the topic this week. Um, and I really loved what she gave me in, to look up. And I took it and ran. But why did you choose this topic, Claire? Well, Michelle, I was making a cup of tea the other night. We got a Keurig and for Christmas, we got a Keurig and we haven't used the Keurig so much that we can't use the hot water feature. You know, when you like use a Keurig that so much coffee has come through, you can't Mm -hmm. use the hot water feature anymore because it just tastes like coffee. We have not done that to our Keurig yet. Awesome. So I was making tea the other night with the Keurig and I reached for that honey 
And I'm like, why is honey in a bear-shaped bottle? I had never thought about it before, never truly contemplated the why. And this inspired me to look it up, which inspired us to do a whole episode about honey. And I thought Michelle would do a really good job with the background of where honey comes from, (laughs) telling us about that queen bee. And I knew she would dig up some other weird facts and interesting things, honey and bee adjacent. So I'm so psyched for it. And sure enough, I did, Claire. All right. So I just want to start off with the fact that honeybees are essentially sorted into three different fields of like types of bees when they're born. The females are sorted into whether they will be a queen or a worker bee. And all the male bees are just called drones because all they're good for is making babies with the queen. They literally do nothing else except mate. I'm not making any commentary on humans and the way we are socially, but I just thought this was interesting because essentially the female bees do virtually everything from foraging to guarding the hive to feeding the babies to constructing the home. They do literally everything. (laughs) Um, But... That's that on that. <laughs> I actually knew that because I'm in deep on B TikTok. Don't know how I got there. What? But I how? liked one. I liked one video. This always happens on TikTok. I liked one video of this woman just like scooping, gently scooping with her calming <laughs> voice, trying to rehome bees from a trash can to bring them to her Wait, bee sanctuary. I saw that one. And yes, now I'm on it too. Every other TikTok I get is like related so this this made sense bees are so freaking cool i mean i could have nerded out way more than i did this episode on it but i toned it back i toned it this is me toning it back um (laughs) because bees don't make any sense they're bugs bugs are supposed to be dumb but bees are like really freaking smart and evolved it doesn't make any sense there's still not much known about bees because it's still kind of unclear how they separate like what a queen does to like what a worker bee does like how are they how do they look so different how do they act so different but the thought is generally that they're fed different types of food when they're babies like when they're larvae um the queen is served royal jelly and that's it and that's like that stuff comes from like a snotty bee gland it like comes from their face um it's like supposedly like really sugary but we'll talk about royal jelly later um And the worker bees are fed something called bee bread, which is kind of funny, but it's like a mixture of like, you know, nectary things. But in terms of what's differentiating these meals, it's still kind of questionable. Um, But all that truly matters is that this changes the way that the genes express themselves or don't express themselves, like silence them. This is called epigenetics, which means the way the environment affects your gene expression. So they're all born genetically the same, but like based on what these proteins do to their genes when they're babies, it totally changes how they look and how they act. Huh, that's interesting. Or even if they're sterile or can produce babies because worker bees can't have babies. That's so interesting. I always wondered like, how is it decided that there's one queen bee? Does only a queen bee have one queen bee? Uh, confusing i hope to learn more about it i did watch a video that said once the queen bee becomes full grown it like kills its sisters so there might be multiple 
queen bees they try to produce, but like one queen bee wins out in maturity. But about honey and royal jelly specifically, what's the difference? So honey, um, I will say when I was researching how honey is made, do you know anything about how honey is made? Not much, no. So I was researching this while drinking tea that I put honey in. Um, And let me tell you, not a pleasing experience. (laughs) Um, Well, this is how honey is made. The bee slurps the nectar out of a flower and stores it in an organ called a crop, which is basically a bonus stomach. They have an extra stomach just to store the nectar. So in the crop or the extra stomach, which I'm sure all of us have for our second desserts. Yeah, I would like an extra stomach. (laughs) But in that second stomach, enzymes change the nectar's composition so that it's more suitable for storage. But that's not the end, my folks. No, they don't just keep it in there and that's honey. What happens is that honeybee takes the little nectar in its stomach back to the hive. And then it finds another honeybee and it throws up that liquid into that bee's mouth. And that Mm. bee's crop takes the honey and puts more of its enzymes in it to break down the nectar more. And then it throws it up in another bee's mouth. And then they keep throwing it up into each other's mouths, into a different one and a different one and a different one over and over until finally they decide that they've done enough and they put it into a honeycomb. And then in that honeycomb it goes, but it's still pretty liquidy, still has, is pretty watery. So the bees go over it with its little wings And they flap them really quickly to make the water evaporate off of the nectar. And uh, that basically makes it honey. But then they put, they secrete some liquid over the top of the honeycomb that hardens into beeswax. And that seals up the honeycomb with the honey inside. And there it can store for a long, long time. That's so cool. It's so cool. Very disgusting if you're uh, eating honey when you research it, though. I will happily use my Burt's Bees chapstick after this. See, beeswax isn't that fat. That just comes from the abdomen. They just kind of secrete that out. I guess that's basically just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I thought the cutest part, though, was when they fanned their little wings over the honeycomb. I thought that was so cute <laughs> to dry it off. To I wish everybody thing. could see your physical. You, like, painted <laughs> the whole picture for me. <laughs> You're welcome. It's so cute. Um, But that's honey. Uh, So they basically get that and then create it with a long process. But then royal jelly, which I just learned about today, is purely made from the secretions of the bee from like a head gland similar to like a nose because it's like really snotty. And the reason I wanted to mention this is because humans use it. So a lot of people use it for like a lot of different remedies but the only thing webmd and we all know webmd is the master of health but webmd (laughs) says that it may also help improve symptoms of menopause and quality of life and sexual problems in women when applied well that's all i got for you about where honey comes from speaking of bees and thank you for the background on all of them michelle have you ever been stung by a bee I have never been stung by a bee. I have. What? How How painful is it? Because I always hear that it's like the worst thing in the world. I don't think it's that bad. Um, It happened at clay camp. I was at clay camp. Yeah, I went to clay camp. Wait, does that just mean you did a lot of pottery? Uh, It was like modeling clay. 
was it? Oh, pottery? so not even pottery? You didn't have a wheel? It was like colored clay. It was awesome. It was oh. awesome. Sculpey. All my fellow Sculpey users out there say, hey, hey. Did you hear them? That was weird. Oh my gosh. Um, they just echoed from the streets. Anyways, I got. <laughs> I'm so weird. I've been alone all day. It's I'm fine. I'm cradling my head in my hands. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, Sculpey is what's next. <laughs> so we had to have an outdoor break because. Our necks were always sore halfway through our full eight-hour day of doing small miniature clay. Of course, and we were uh, we were in a finished-in garage that was very dark. So we had an outdoor break, and they had like a little pool in the backyard of this clay camp garage. And went out there, was like in that pool eating my snacks. Clay camp was the best; had the best snacks. And I remember taking my foot out of the pool and just like putting it on the deck. It was a little blow up pool. I remember I took my foot out of the pool and somebody was eating a popsicle and he dropped the popsicle on my foot. Ooh. And then he picked up the popsicle and like six bees went and swarmed my foot. No. <gasps> and I like shook my foot and one stung me and I had to do clay camp the rest of the day with my foot in a big bowl of ice because it swelled so bad but the pain wasn't that bad it's the after effects like the swelling the itchiness the embarrassment of getting stung by a bee at clay camp not even at real camp i gotta say you put me so immersed in the world of a clay camp that halfway through the story i remembered that there was a bee sting coming yeah i forgot about the impending bee i was a clay camp counselor at one point michelle we can talk about it another time well back to other things that we can shape into things oh uh, michelle. tell me i need to know why would someone dare shape a bear out of a honey bottle wow well this question has kept me up at night why is honey <laughs> in a bear shaped bottle truly it's kind of baffling when you think about it you see that bear-shaped bottle, and if it had nothing in it, you'd be like, oh, that's a honey bottle, right? Right. We just, our brains associate that shape specifically with honey, and every brand does it. It's not like it's specifically one brand that does honey in a bear-shaped bottle. It's all of them. So let me take you back. We're going to rewind to California, 1957. Two beekeeping couples were having dinner together, you know, just talking shop. So cool. Talking about bees, of course. I'm sure they had a very similar conversation to what we had, but probably 20,000 times more educated. (laughs) (laughs) Bee bread. I don't know what it is. (laughs) And shop talk turned into brainstorming how to best market their honey. And soon they come up with this crazy idea. They say that everyone knows that bears like honey because at the time, Winnie the Pooh was insanely popular. The creator of Winnie the Pooh had just passed the year prior and Winnie the Pooh was on everyone's hearts and minds. Uh, Let me pull out my primary source here, (laughs) which is... Physical reference. She just picked up a Winnie the Pooh book. Uh, yes, I have this book. Thank you, Jeff. It's the little book of Pooh-isms because Winnie the Pooh is very insightful. 
Hmm. And there's a whole section about honey. And he says, Winnie the Pooh says, let me just put that back with the other important things on the shelf. So honey really mattered to him, right? We all know that about Winnie the Pooh. That's how the whole story started. it in his mouth. Yeah. The only thing that he put above honey on his list in this page, it says Christopher Robin and then honey. So very sweet of him. Wow. Christopher Robin was a real one. Another good quote. What could be more important than eating a little something? That's what I love about Pooh. Oh, <laughs> Honey happens to be one of my tummy's favorite colors. Oh. So Pooh was obsessed with honey to illustrate that point, as well, we all he know. he was resourceful. It stores so well. Exactly. And it's so sweet and delicious. So there was also at the same time as Pooh being really popular and everybody knowing bears like honey there was a huge popularity in teddy bears and do you know where the teddy bear comes from michelle mr teddy roosevelt exactly do you know why (laughs) uh remind me (laughs) he apparently famously spared a bear's life on a hunting trip So everybody started calling him bears teddy bears. And so these two couples having dinner, um, they got this great idea. The Gambers were specifically hosting dinner. And Ralph Gamber got the idea, why not package the honey in a golden, squeezable little bear? So the Gambers 10-year-old company, which was called Dutch Gold, debuted the honey bear with a yellow cone-hatted sprout the same year. Um, Their couple's daughters, Marianne and Nancy, hand-painted the little black noses and eyes on each bottle of Dutch Gold. And everyone immediately loved the honey bear, but Ralph Gamber never patented the honey-shaped bottle. So, so many others followed suit, and that's why it is just widely accepted now. Dang, he really should have patented it. I know, but I also think it's really sweet. Like, it's just something that's become so popular. I mean... Have you ever seen honey in other shaped bottles, like more so than bears? I have honey and it's not in a honey bear. It's in a, it looks like a honey, it looks like a bee's nest. That's interesting. I feel like that's a newer thing. So it like looks more natural. I feel like because the honey bear is so like, uh, that's just so normal that you see honey in that. Now it's gone to like, let's make it look like a honeycomb or a honeybee's nest so that it looks more natural instead of like, you know, because I feel like the bear kind of turned into the product Mm. you know what i mean yeah i think there'll be an evolution of a lot of those kinds of things in the next few years but i think i'd like to see it like in a flower i would like like to see it yeah in a bee even would be cute (laughs) it should be in a bee they deserve it they put a lot of work into getting that honey True, in that queen bee. I can't believe we've talked this much about bees and actually not mentioned the bee movie and how he fought for the right to uh, keep honey with the bees. I mean, wow, impactful stuff. That is one of the most obscure movies I've ever seen. (laughs) I feel like there was just a Ratatouille musical, Ratatouzical. Um, you know, the TikTok musical that they actually well, ended up producing. I feel like next, 
Next is going to be the B movie. I can't. I can't deal with you comparing B-movie to Ratatouille. Ratatouille is a masterpiece of a story, and you're comparing it to a bee wanting to get with a human lady? Not comparing the story. I'm just thinking that TikTok is going to be pretty bored now that Ratatouille has already happened, and they're going to look for the next uh, kind of obscure story about a animal having human-like feelings and thoughts i'm not for it i'm against it i'm I'm here for it let's make it happen (gasps) um (laughs) this podcast is currently split right now (laughs) hey i'm here for anything show your creative expression hey b movie was showing all these male bees doing all the work when we know for a fact because of what i was talking about true i have not seen it since i was 11 to be fair my dad That's went her. with me because he was like, oh, Jerry Seinfeld is the voice of B, and we like Seinfeld. I think he was sadly mistaken. That's how they got you. <laughs> that is how they got you. So but- <laughs> I did want to. We're like, let's get away from B movie. <laughs> I did want to kind of I turn to Google for some rapid fire Google questions under the people also ask section. So mm-hmm. I looked up do bears eat honey and it said do people also ask do bears get stung by bees? The answer is yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> bears get stung by bees but they endure the stings to get not only the honey but they eat the pupae, the larva and the eggs why i have no idea like i get i get it honey's good but like bears could get anything they're they they don't need they don't need honey apparently protective a protective adult bees sting bears faces and ears but they have a hard time penetrating the fur anywhere else on the body so that's why you'll often see, I think Winnie the Pooh even does a good job of it, the bees c- kind of swarming the bear's face instead of anywhere else on their body. Oh. Another question was, how far can bears smell honey? What's the answer? Apparently, up to 20 miles away. <gasps> what? Can you imagine if you could smell honey 20 miles away? The island of Manhattan, I would be smelling so much honey. That's that too was, much honey. Right. That was in a section on like a backpacking blog because it was saying like, don't bring honey on your camping trip. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's bad news. That's bad news bears. Yeah, true. Well, those are my rapid fire questions. Um, any other fun little anecdotes or facts about honey? I think I, I got them all out. Good. I, I have one more. I watched this stupid TV show about this. Um, I don't want to call them a culty family, but they're very similar to the Duggars, although they don't prescribe to a certain church. It was called Welcome to Plathville, and it was about the Plaths that live in think Georgia and like their kids don't have technology they're not allowed to do anything they're not allowed to eat sugar but oh, they, so they won't are... know if we talk about them because they don't have yeah. technology I mean the older <laughs> ones might if you're listening I'm sorry 
Um, (laughs) But if you're listening, that means you got out. So good job. But (laughs) there's like a whole episode where they're like, we're not allowed to eat sugar so we put honey on everything and they're just like squeezing honey into their mouths <gasps> and like dousing it all over their sandwiches and like whatever they can get their hands on they have these huge ladles and they're just filling them with honey and eating them and like at that point i'm like just give your kid a snickers like let your kid eat the drink the sprite like it truly cannot be that much better <laughs> i know anyways that's my tea on the plaths your tea well well i think that brings me to ask you do you put honey in your tea what do you do with your tea sometimes if the honey will complement the flavor i think we're both big tea drinkers right yes yeah um if the honey will complement the tea that i'm having like a chamomile or something a little bit softer, I'll put honey in it. But if I'm having like more of a bold flavored tea, like I'll drink orange tea, I'll drink cinnamon and spice tea, I would not put honey in that. It would not complement the flavor. I feel you. I don't drink many like fruity citrusy teas unless I'm like having honey and lemon or something like that, which obviously is honey and lemon. So you would put honey in it if you wanted to. Um, But... I drink a lot of like breakfast teas and black teas like that, chai teas. I've been getting really into a chai tea latte recently. I'm um, with you but, on that. Yes. But I also love green teas and chamomiles. Um and but with my breakfast tea, I'm 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 usually putting like a little bit of milk and sugar, like, you know, the English way, because I used to study abroad in Wales. So oh my God, did you? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this podcast, but I think I you ha- should try to sneak it in there every week. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was there, I, I really took up drinking tea and drinking it their way. But more recently, I just I'm honestly it's first of all, I'm not tall enough to reach the sugar on the shelf in my kitchen. It's hard for me and it's just a lot of work to get it every morning. And I just, I want something easier and it's really easy to get the honey right out of my cabinet. And this might be weird, but I put in honey with my almond milk into my tea. I think we just found the newest member of the Plath family. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no, no, no. No, I don't subscribe. I'm. It's a British thing, I swear. All the Brits are like, we don't put honey in our tea, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, I'm going to go enjoy some more tea. That's the end of our podcast. And I'm going to go watch some Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> we didn't even talk about which character in Winnie the Pooh we are. I'm Piglet. Who are you? I, I don't subscribe to being just one. I think I'm a little oh. poo. I'm a little piglet. I can be a little tigger sometimes. But that's the end. Follow us at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And for our homework today, tell us what other shapes would you like for honey to be sold in? We would love to hear. Yes, maybe we'll do some mock-ups. Uh, and we'll Ooh, start. That'd be fun. <laughs> now we're doing it. <laughs> Well, subscribe, rate, hit us with a review, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.